Hello, sweet ones, and welcome to the Soul Medicine Podcast. I am your host, Liz Nerland, and I have created this space to nourish you with guided meditations, to support your healing journey with Reiki practices, and to inspire, lead, and teach developing healers and intuitives. I invite you now to breathe deeply, to open your mind, to expand your heart space, and to call your soul to rise to the surface as you settle in to receive these offerings. Let's get started. Hello, hello, sweet one, and welcome to the Soul Medicine Podcast. I am your host, Liz Nerland, and today I want to share with you five things that I would tell myself if I was starting my Reiki journey over today. So if I was just at the beginning again now, what would I tell myself? And I have been at this 15 years, so there has been a lot of progression and a lot of lessons learned the hard way. So I want to distill some of these lessons down and maybe provide a shortcut uh, for some of you who are in the earlier stages of development. Now, the first thing that I want to share is this. Number one, there is no rush. You can soften. Spirit is already here. And when I use the word spirit, I mean a higher power of your own unique understanding, whether you call that God, source, creator, whatever name you have for it, the divine is already here. We often move into spiritual pursuits in the same way that we move through our Western lifestyles, and that is through rushing, pushing, grinding, forcing, and it really doesn't work that way. You see, there's no end point. There's no destination. Everything you need is already here. And spirit, source, God is already here. So close to us that we don't even see it. Spirit is not hiding in a cave in the Himalayas. It is not on the other side of some special diet. And while, yes, practicing things like refining our diet so that we feel better and are less distracted by our body, or taking a daily practice of meditation or silence, these things can be very supportive. But what I want you to know is that God is as present now as God will be at any other point or at any other place. It's more about changing the way that we show up and pay attention in our lives than it is about changing the external practices and environments that we find ourselves in. So just imagine this, what if you let it be easier? What if what you are seeking is evading you because it is so familiar, it is so close, so all-encompassing, that it is actually right in front of your eyes, but you do not see it because you're so busy pushing and grinding and forcing, searching for this thing that's like, hey, slow down, I'm right here. Wake up, pay attention, notice, sense, feel. 
It's there. It's there now. Like now, now, in this moment, in this breath. Spirit is all around you. It is inside you. But we are living and pursuing spiritual practices in the same way that, you know, imagine a fish in the ocean desperately searching for water and not being able to find it. And it's everywhere around you and inside you. So what if you allowed yourself to stop pushing and grinding and forcing and just allow yourself to start sensing and feeling and noticing? I have a theory that to know the grace of God, we have to be in the present moment. We have to tune in more to what is here already. So it is not about being someone else, going somewhere else. Right now, the grace of God is all around you, just waiting for you to notice. So number one, there's no rush. Soften and feel. Spirit is already here. Number two, what I would tell myself if I was just starting out the journey again, is this. Surrendering to a higher power is the only way to mastery. Now this sounds easy. It sounds lovely. But for most of us, this is the hardest part of any spiritual practice, including Reiki, especially if we are serving other people, because surrendering to God means that you are letting go of control. You are letting go of outcomes. And so often we want to deliver a specific outcome. We want to serve in a specific way. But the truth is that we have to soften our personal will. No matter how well-intentioned it is, we have to surrender that will to divine will. Thy will be done. And one of the most beautiful pieces of this is that it actually helps to alleviate doubt and alleviate anxiety about how you're going to perform. The better you get at this practice, the less you are doing. The better you get at this Reiki practice, the more you surrender to divine will, the more you empty yourself of yourself and let God, creator, divine come in and fill you. You are channeling. You are allowing something greater to work through you. And you are surrendering to an intelligence, a universal understanding that is far beyond your own. So while you might think the best outcome is this one outcome that you have in mind, you have to surrender to the fact that you don't know everything. You cannot possibly, in these limited 
human bodies with these limited human brains, you cannot possibly perceive the intricacy of the entire universe and how it is meant to work together. So you show up with the intention to surrender to the divine. And that means there's no room for ego. It's not about you becoming some super healer star that everyone's going to swoon over. You have to empty yourself of yourself and make space for God, the divine, the creator to come through you. It is very humbling and it is a really difficult practice to let go of control. So number one, there's no rush. Soften spirit is already here. Number two, surrendering to a higher power is the only way to mastery. Number three thing that I would tell myself if I was starting this journey today is this. The more you practice, the more skilled you become. And there is no way around this. There is no shortcut. Practice is the way forward. Practicing is the path. Yes, supplement with books, with masterminds, with all these things that might help you understand. But it is the practice. It is showing up and actually engaging in the practice, whether it is doing Reiki on yourself, on a loved one, or on a paying client. It doesn't matter, but you you cannot abandon the practice and hope to progress because then you're just left with a bunch of theory and theory never maps onto reality perfectly. If you want to move farther, if you want to move faster, you have to practice. And there is just no way around that. I'm sorry, there just is not. The fourth thing that I would tell myself if I was starting this journey today is to trust your intuition, trust the signs that come through, trust yourself. It is this huge aspect of trust. Trust that what is coming through is sent from the divine. Trust your inner knowing even when it doesn't fully make sense. Now, one of the things that I suggest here, because especially when we are newer, and even in my own phase of practice, 15 years down the road, piecing together intuitive hits can be really tricky. And where we run into hot water is when we try to interpret all the signs and deliver a cohesive message. Sometimes it comes and it's just like you get a full download, a message that is just like boom, boom, boom. It really, really hits. Other times you don't. Other times you have bits and pieces of signs And you're like, I have no idea what this means. And so to that, here is what I recommend. You want to be really familiar with your clairs. Clairvoyant, the ability to see, uh, clairsentient, clear feeling, 
claircognizant, just a clear knowing. So you want to get familiar with all of your clairs. And then when you are sharing intuitive hits, when you are sharing messages with clients, with loved ones, keep it simple. Give the message in the same way that you received it. So here are some examples where I will get intuitive hits and I have no idea what they mean. Uh, One session, it was right near the end of the session. And in my mind's eye, I saw a flash of a llama. Just a llama. Nothing else. It did not tie into anything that I had picked up through the session. It was just a llama. And I'm like, right, this is super weird. What am I going to do with this? So... After the session, I said, okay, here's what came through, blah, 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 gave her all this information. I said, oh, and towards the end of the session, in my mind's eye, I just saw a flash of a llama. It was like someone showed me a picture of a llama and took it away. It just flashed, and I don't know what that means for you. Um, so if it means something for you, great. If it doesn't mean something right now, just tuck it in your back pocket or throw it away. Your choice. Uh, but I don't filter anything. You get to filter it. And this woman started laughing and she said, you know what? That actually makes perfect sense for me because my daughter has a book called No Problema. And she said that has become my motto is this no problema. There's no problem. Trust this will work out. Her motto was no problema. I had no way of knowing that. Now, I could have been like, you know, Googling like what does a llama symbolize and all that. I don't do that because that session, that llama came through for that client. It is her symbol it is quite likely that it's going to make sense to her and not to me because the symbol wasn't for me. Sometimes there are symbols that come through and they do typically mean the same thing for me. Um, I often see gardens in bloom as a sign of fertility. I often see hummingbirds as a sign of a child that has passed over either through miscarriage or the loss of a child. Often those symbols come through in a way that is very consistent. And even when I offer that insight, I will say often this means this to me, but if it means something different to you, take what it means to you because this symbol is yours and it is meant for you. So your meaning for this garden or this hummingbird supersedes any meaning that I could assign to it. So that is how I work with my intuitive hits that I can't place, that I'm like, I don't know why. I don't know why this showed up this way. I don't know what it's supposed to mean. I just allow that to to be what it is and say, I experienced this. I heard this word. I smelled this smell. I saw this thing. And if I can't place it in a totally effortless way, I just give it to them to place for themselves. 
And that is what I say to them. I will filter nothing. I will tell you everything that comes through for me. You can keep it if it resonates, put it in your back pocket for later if you can't place it now, or throw it away if it doesn't mean anything to you. My client is always invited to be the filter. I have chosen that I will never be the filter. And I will trust, no matter how weird, I will trust the signs that come through and I will pass them along. Because that's my job. Because I am the channel. So whatever comes through, you're going to hear it. And you get to filter it for yourself. So trust your intuition. And it comes back to practice, right? With more practice, you are less worried about being right. And, you know, there have been times where I have brought through signs, I've brought through symbols and said, you know, this is what came through for me. And in that session, they're like, huh, okay, never heard that before. And then they come back and say, you would not believe that beaver, that bird, that thing that you brought through all of a sudden it took this really big role in my life. And yeah, so it's a practice. You have to trust what comes through. You have to share it. Don't worry about being wrong. Even if you can't place it and your client can't place it, just let yourself be the channel that it comes through. And you can even laugh at yourself. When I get really weird things that come through, I'm like, okay, and then I saw this. Isn't that hilarious? And maybe we'll laugh and they'll be like, okay, I'll put that away for later. You know, so take the pressure off. Let it just be what it is. This is what I sensed. This is what I felt. This is what I smelled. Pass it along and let your client sort it out. Okay, so your first point was there's no rush. Spirit is already here. Second point was surrendering to a higher power is the only way to mastery. The third point is that you have to practice. I'm sorry, you just do. Fourth is to trust your intuition, trust yourself, trust the signs. And the final point that I want to bring through as something that I would tell myself if I was starting over is this. Yes, surround yourself with people and books and teachers that support and inspire you and trust your inner authority, trust your inner knowing and know that at some point you are going to break all the rules that you learned, all the rules that were the foundation of your practice, the foundation that built you up. Eventually, you're going to break all those rules so that you can serve in a way that only you can. So when we are working with Reiki energy, we are distilling this universal energy through our being. And I see it almost like each of us is an antenna for this divine consciousness And we have a particular frequency, almost like a radio frequency, and something unique is meant to come through each person. So my goal as a teacher is never to have my students practice exactly how I do. 
in level one, yes, you get all the foundations, you get all the rules, you get all the traditional structure. But then starting in level two in mastery, I'm like, Kate, now let's see what comes through you. Where are you being guided? How is this meant to come through you? And that is where the real magic happens. And it is so amazing to watch how each individual takes this practice and makes it something unique. They bring through Ki, Chi, Prana, Life Force, God. They bring through divine consciousness in a way that only they can. That is your superpower. That is why you are here. You are here to be you. You are here to be different. You are here to be uniquely what the divine has crafted you to be so that you can bring through life energy in a way that only you can. So at some point, you're going to break the rules. You are going to diversify the way you practice. You are going to make it your own. You are going to distill this medicine into a potent magic that only you can deliver, that only you can tap into it in that exact way. And that is so cool. So in all honesty, every time I teach level one, I have to consult my manual because I don't remember the exact order of the 27 hand positions because after the first year or two, I stopped practicing that way. When I practice now, I scan the person's body I pray and I tune in, where should I begin for this person on this day? And every single time I practice, it is different. Every single time I practice, I am guided by something beyond my own rational, logical brain. So I allow myself to be guided. I allow this ki, chi, prana, life force, God to work through me in ways that honestly sometimes surprise myself. I'm not controlling it. So this system of Reiki has been set up in a way that it's going to give you a foundation so that when you are starting and you're like, "Uh, I have no idea what I'm doing, it's like, okay, well, to start, do this and do this and do this and do this. And it just lays it out for you. And that is effective, especially as a starting point. But at some point, you're going to be like, I know that the 10th hand position is here, but I can't shake the feeling that I'm actually supposed to be there. And when you start to feel that conflict of like, Well, the structure tells me I'm supposed to do this, but like something else is driving me to break out of that mold. That is a celebration. That is the goal. The goal is for you to have a practice that is uniquely yours 
to have a practice that is not dominated by logic, by systems, by rational thinking, but that is dominated by the hand of God coming through you. So yes, I want you to surround yourself, especially at the start, even as you continue on, surround yourself with the books, with the teachers, with the community that is going to help move you along, but never take anyone else's voice system, structure, authority over your own inner authority. Because inside you is something that no one else can teach you. The best thing we can hope for is that these practices and uh, the structured way of moving through your Reiki practice will awaken a part of you that has been maybe lying dormant a part of you that is so connected that it's like, I don't need the rules anymore. I don't need the system anymore. So at some point, you are going to break all the rules and I will celebrate you so hard for doing so. All right. Well, I hope that this helps. I hope that it inspires you. I hope it takes the edge off a little bit because we do tend to you know, in our Western mindsets, want to do everything right. So to recap, there is no right. There is only a distillation of spirit that comes through you. Number one, there's no rush. Soften. Spirit is already here. Two, surrendering to a higher power is the only way to mastery. Three, the more you practice, the more skilled you become. There is no way around this. Practice is the path forward. Four, trust your intuition, trust the signs, trust yourself. Five, you will break the rules and you should. I hope this lights a fire in you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And for those of you who are in the earlier stages of your development, or maybe you're just curious about Reiki and you're wanting to dive into training, I have a level one Reiki training happening live online this Saturday. Uh, So Saturday, January 28th. If you are curious about Reiki, I would love to have you there. And let me tell you what sets this Reiki training apart from any other that I have ever seen is that I am committed to walking this path with you for years, for years. I This Reiki is a lifetime practice. And so you really do need lifetime support. You need a training that is going to, yes, give you the certificates that you're looking for, but beyond certification, there is a real problem in the Reiki world of people getting certified and then just kind of dropped and you're out there and you need more support. You need ongoing support because the more you practice, 
the more you're actually going to unearth the questions that you didn't even know to ask in your training. And so what I offer is very multifaceted. You will have lifetime access to an online Reiki library. And this is our classroom. This is everything that you need to get certified in level one and two. You will have lifetime access to an online community. And so you will be able to connect with me on there. You will be able to connect to other peers on there to share inspiration, to ask questions. Um, And in that community, I offer ongoing monthly mentorship. It's group mentorship every month, at least once I will hop on a live call and we will dive into it. What's working? What's not working? How are you feeling? What do you need? Where are you at? And we get to move through this together. And there is so much potency in moving together, in being part of a group This isn't just for me to tell you what I know. It is for us to share what we know, to spark inspiration in each other, to share our gifts in unique ways that are like, I don't specialize in crystals, but maybe this person does and they want to share about that. Or um, someone maybe specializes in using pendulums or human design or astrology or whatever it is. And so we can share our gifts in a way that uplift the whole community. So I'm so excited to share this training. I have multiple trainings going throughout the year. There is also some options to do it self-paced. So if you don't want to be on a live call, you don't have to. And I am offering a handful of live in-person trainings in my home in Squamish, BC. I think there are four already scheduled for the year. So if you're interested in those, uh, definitely connect with me and we can get you signed up. I would love, love, love to walk this journey with you. It is my passion and I believe that each of us has a magic inside of us that is just waiting to be sparked to bring hope into this world that increasingly feels like it's slipping into despair. We need more people to really bring the light, bring the hope, bring the joy. And so if you are feeling called to this, connect with me. Um, You can find my website in the show notes, or if you want to find me on social media, the best option is Instagram. And my handle is at Liz Nerland. That's at L-I-Z N-E-R-L-A-N-D. I cannot wait to connect with you. So much love to you, sweet one. Until next time, take care.